I came from a low-income family that was that was struggling. You see how hard life can get. GCE became a part of my life because I don't want my family to fall back into that. I never thought education would take me this far. I'm still young. I still have a lot to do in my life and just want to get things done the way I want with a good education under me. I'm Stacy, and Grand Canyon University helped me find my purpose. Blog Talk Radio. Om Shabbat Shalom, Holy Way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. Om Shabbat Shalom, Holy Way of the Most High. Om Shabbat Shalom, I sense your presence. And I am the light within your soul In the essence of truth and right Love makes the circle whole And here we stand in line Waiting for some sacred sign But to find the balance is the purpose of this time to restore the balance of the universal mind And in the presence of my Lord of light and love Everything I see aspiring to be free And when I call to thee And come on bending knee Surrender to the all-pervading light and love Reflections of the one surrounding me with love And I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence I sense your presence Within and without, above and below, yeah. East, west, north, and south, I sense your presence. Without and within, below and above, yeah, yeah. East, west, north, and south, I sense your presence. I sense your presence.
I've authored four books, the most recent being You, Me, Life Dreams and its companion workbook, and my first two books, Activating Compassion and its companion workbook, and I'm also a collaborator on a fifth book, which is called Embraced by the Divine, A Woman's Gateway to Power, Passion, and Purpose, and that was just released at the end of December, middle to end of December in the Kindle version, and we're going to be releasing actually the paperback version this month, um, later on in the month, so you definitely want to listen in and tune in how to get that. You can follow me on my website or my Facebook page or many options <laughs> to stay up on that. I've also created the True North Tour, which is a multi-state nationwide tour, including workshops, retreats, seminars, book signings, fundraising events, all different kinds of things. And you're uh, going to be able to follow up on what's happening with all of those events, by the way, through my website. That's one of the best ways to do it. And that's at Jesse Ann Nichols George, the number one dot com. And that gives you all kinds of information of what's happening. I'm still coordinating what I'm going to be doing this year a little bit um, because I'm making some shifts and some changes in how I'm approaching my venues this year. So um, watch for that. I would imagine more of the tour options are going to happen uh, closer towards the fall season. And then I'll, I've got an event coming up at the end of this month in January, so um, that'll be here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota region, so lots of ways to catch up with me, and a reminder, by the way, if you do enjoy the show today, which I know you're going to, because this guest is phenomenal, and you're going to love what she has to share and to talk about today, and that way, uh, you know, just share it with your friends, because you never know whose life you're going to impact, and I hear that all the time, and I know I say it regularly, but week after week, I have somebody come to me and go, oh my gosh, this is just what I needed, and this is exactly what I, I was working on right now and, and exactly the answer. So you, you don't really know. You might just change somebody's life by clicking the share button. And, you know, again, they're available in many options right after this show finishes. They can catch it at the same link you use to get into the live show and also at iTunes, TuneIn.com, and through my YouTube channel. So whatever their preferences, they've got an option for it. Now, before we get started on everything, those that have listened in before know that I like to delve into a little book called The 72 Names of God by Yehuda, and each week I take the next page in the book, so to say, and it's always amazing how it coordinates with our guests and our topic and things like that. And this week, uh, what I've got uh, for the Yehuda message is the, co- the common name of God, and what Yehuda does, he has a common name, and he has a formal name of God, and then he's got all the message in between that. And the common name he's dealing with this week, or that we are, is jealousy. And this is a very interesting one. Now, the initial message that he gets on this is, when the problems of the world weigh heavy upon us, poverty, famine, disease, terror, and hatred, we can do something about it. Address the underlying root cause of our own jealousy. That's a big thing because we've got a lot of these things happening in the world and those that listen to my show um, about 2016 and what was going on with that, uh, you'll realize that we have a lot of these things that are going on and, and we do have that power to change them. Now the insight Yehuda goes on to give is, the upper world is like a vast cosmic echo chamber. Curse the heavens and what happens? The echo chamber returns to the curse to its point of origin. Kabbalah tells us the elevated region of the upper world is stirred when our own world stirs. Concepts of above and below refer both to the spiritual and physical aspects of human beings. The body and soul 
and to the upper and lower stirrings of the cosmos and earth. Everything is tied together in a single stirring dance of creation. The chaos and the strife that afflict our generation originates from negative forces swirling in the upper world. But these dark forces originate in the individual and collective actions of human beings. They echo our own destructive deeds. So we may find it difficult to accept our hurtful words, jealous stares, and envious thoughts about others have a cumulative effect in the spiritual realm, which in turn generates personal and global suffering. To eradicate the darkness and chaos from human existence, we must extinguish the parallel forces in the upper world through the power of this name. And the meditation that he goes on to give with this is, you ascend into the upper world to diminish the forces of darkness caused by your jealous stares and envious thoughts. In turn, you lessen the pain and suffering in the world. And again, the common name here is jealousy. The formal name is Chut Hevath. Okay, that's Chut Hevath. And that does get posted, by the way, on my page of the Main Street Universe tab on my website. And uh, you can catch up with that. Uh, that uh, usually I get that up pretty close right after the show, so you'll be able to get the updated things on those um, and check them out. And uh, then I've got a little message here just to kind of lead into um, our topic today because this is, this is big stuff, and I have a, a lot of people that said that this is resonating for them right now. So um, going into today's topic, this will give you a little something to think about before we go on to break. When was the last time you really let yourself be vulnerable? And what do you associate vulnerability with? How often do you allow yourself to enter the sacred state? Now, I was going to make a post about authenticity and abundance with New Year coming in. However, I then realized that there will be not only an abundance of those posts, but that I have spoken a bit on that before. And however, what I've not addressed as much is the aspect of or space of vulnerability. Then I thought to myself, how perfect is this? Since it is vulnerability that is really our magical key to the others. So many people stray away from this space not realizing how sacred and wonderful it is there. We have been programmed to believe that it is a place of weakness and fear, yet it takes great strength to enter, to either choose to enter this space or to stand in it if you find yourself there. So in reality, it is the space where miracles are created and is actually one of the first steps to take when reaching authenticity and abundance. Now, the codes of vulnerability are scary for many people because it is not a space that you get to jump in and out of quickly. And vulnerability is a space that we sit in, which requires time and patience, much like baking something or waiting for a plant to grow. It is where we make the foundation solid release what is holding us back, and become focused on what is real and lasting, which, of course, is not related to physical and material, but is related to discovering our real self and essence. And it is a door that opens us to explore all that we really love that extends beyond the physical realm and world. And it is the space that we find, ironically, peace, where we get comfortable with ourselves without the blame. One person that has taken this journey and experienced this is Shafali Burns. And Shafali found that even though she had so much in the physical world, that she still wasn't happy. There was still an emptiness. And she chose to enter into some very deep, vulnerable spaces 
and to do some big work on discovering who she really was and is. And I love having her here as an example because so many of us keep saying, if only I had this or that, or when I get such and such, it will all be wonderful for me. Once I have enough money, everything will be wonderful. And as you can see from these statements, many are looking for something else to give them what they already possess within themselves. However, as Shapali found out, it wasn't out there. Just because we have this or that doesn't mean we will have what we are really looking for or that we will be fulfilled once we have it. In code interpretation, vulnerability is all about harnessing our own power outside of the material world. It is about finding our true essence from within. As we do this, we experience an authenticity and abundance that is so much more than anything money can buy. And we experience divine presence and connection. Our outer world reflects this enlightenment and our abundance soars in the most amazing and wonderful ways. Money is only one piece of abundance and a small one of that. Go for the whole thing. Indulge yourself. What areas of your life are you willing to be vulnerable? And are you reaching abundance as a whole or only one piece of it? What will you do to connect with your authentic self? Now, I also have a little tidbit about the code energy, and this also will get posted on my page of the Main Street Universe tab right up there with Yehuda's message. And the code energy for this week is about bringing to light those areas that we may be missing things. It is about discovering where others may be feeling threatened by us, jealous, or where they are not operating in our best intentions. If or when, you know, we will find out during this time basically who is with us and who is not. And we need to be willing to let go of anything and anyone that is not operating in our best interest. So if you encounter challenges at this time, take the time to be still and to observe. It will be a good time for rest, reflection, restoration, and reviewing things in your life. And I'm going to be taking a short break here, and when I return, I'm going to have Shafali Burns with us, and she's going to be sharing her work and thoughts on authenticity, vulnerability, and abundance. And I know that she has a whole lot of great information (laughs) to share in this area. And I've got a song coming up for our break here. It's by Claire Hedin, by the way. And Claire's just wonderful. You can check out more of her work. She does things regarding the earth as well as her music. And you can check all of that out through her website at www.clairehadine.com. And um, we'll be back shortly. The song is called Do You Ever Wonder?
Jesse and Nichols George, and I'm your hostess today. And you were just listening to Do You Ever Wonder? It's by Claire Hedin. Wonderful artist. Claire was with me way back when I started activating compassion, and that was the, the show that I was doing at the time. And um, she's just such a beautiful, beautiful spirit. And again, you can uh, connect with more of her music and her work at clairehedin.com. That's C L A R E H E D I N.com. And I also want to work in here a little thank you to our network producer, Daniel Michael, who is also hanging out in the switchboard today. <laughs> and I really appreciate him because I – but please come and back me up for this show a little bit. I'm a little, little hesitant about my connection today. And um, so I appreciate him giving his time and being here. And you'll notice he's also in our chat room and, and paying attention to everybody there as well. So thanks so much, Daniel. I really appreciate that. Now, today on our show, I have with me Shafali Burns, and Shafali had the perfect life, or so everyone thought. She had a nice house, a good husband, wonderful children, supportive family and friends, and a good job. After suffering in silence, though, for over 20 years, she realized the entire world she had created did not align with her true joy and happiness. Now, Shafali finally acknowledged her life did not make her happy. She was feeling empty and dissatisfied, and she decided then and there she would have to change her life, no matter the cost. Over the past five years, Shafali Burns has left her marriage and found true love. She left her government job and now is making a difference globally. Shafali Burns is a transformation consultant, catalyst for change, and entrepreneurial mindset expert. She is a speaker, author, healer, coach, entrepreneur, founder and creator, and host of Awaken to Happiness Now and Shifting with Shafali. Shafali helps people to awaken to their fullest potential, transform their lives, 
and helps entrepreneurs to get unstuck and become unstoppable. Shafali Burns is on a mission to inspire and self-empower you to live authentically with ease, joy, and love through a connection with spirit and to realize your full potential. Live the life of your dreams and access happiness in every moment. She believes that life is meant to be happy and filled with joy, light, and laughter. And you can definitely learn more about her work at www.shafaliburns.com. And I'm going to open up her mic and bring her on and extend a, a huge welcome to Shafali for being here. It's such a pleasure to have you on my show, Code Connection. Oh, thank you so much, Jesse. I'm so glad to be here with you. And, you know, we were connected by a dear friend, Lorraine Cohen, and um, I'm so glad that she did that <laughs> because you are just such a beautiful soul. And you you have one of those backgrounds that I think most people go, man, I wish I had a life like that. But you came into this work in some very interesting ways, and I would love for you to share more about your journey of how you chose to get into this type of work. Sure, absolutely, Jesse. You know, and it, it is odd for me still to, when people say your life is so amazing, I'm, I, I say, how did you do that? And um, for me, it's like my life is, it seems amazing from the outside, and for me it just seems normal. You know, it's like this is just how I want my life to be, right? So it doesn't seem all that different to me. Um, but it is totally different than what it used to be, right? So in the past, <laughs> it is so funny when I think back now, it's like, wow, I can't believe I did that for so long. But, I, you know, I was always trying to be the perfect wife, the perfect daughter, the perfect mother, the perfect everything to everybody else. And I was not really listening to who I was, right, to what I wanted. Or, you know, when I did have thoughts of, oh, I'd like to do this, I just pushed them aside because, well, Fear, mostly fear, right? And thinking that, oh, who am I to do that? Or why am I thinking such things? Like, I can't do that. Like, really, like, I'm just me. Um, you know, so those kinds of thoughts came up. And I know that's a, that, that comes up for a lot of people. And so it's about um, really going within and seeing what do I really want? How do I want to express myself? What did I come here to do? And I'm sure most of your listeners um well, I'm thinking <laughs> maybe they do, but they might believe in reincarnation and, you know, multiple lifetimes and things like that, right? So for me, it's about, okay, I came here in this life to do something, and I was feeling empty. You know, I had gotten to the point where it's like, I can't do this anymore. It's like, this is not what I came here to do. I didn't sign up for this, right? I kept having those kinds of thoughts, like, who thinks like that, right? And I kept having those thoughts, like, I didn't come here to do this. This is not my life. This is not what I signed up for. So part of me knew that something was missing, that I was out of alignment, right? And so I got to the point where I had to make a change. It was either going to be kill myself or change something drastically. And I I told the universe or <laughs> I gave the universe a warning. I said, okay, you have six months. Something in my life has to shift now or that's it. It's over. Um, <laughs> it's funny. When, when you make a demand like that of the universe, how things suddenly start to shift and change. But it was really hard. I'll be honest. It was really difficult because I didn't have – 
any, any support, right, physical 3D support. So my family, my friends, nobody was on my side. I mean, honestly, it's scary to think this, but not one person um, where, you know, I do have a lot of family and a lot of support, but, you know, when I came to that decision of leaving my, my husband, I didn't have one person on my side, and I had to, like, face that and that vulnerability of, okay, I'm going to choose something that I'm going against everybody's wishes, everybody's desires, and I have nobody to help me, to support me, to go to. Am I willing to do this? And the answer came back, yes, you, yes, this is what you need to do. And it's not because there's anything wrong with my husband. I mean, he didn't, you know, it's funny. My, my mother had said to me at one point, you know, he doesn't beat you. He doesn't smoke. He doesn't do drugs. He doesn't drink. Why would you leave him? <laughs> right? As if that was the the best, right, uh, of a person. Um, but I knew I'd rather be single than continue to stay in that marriage because it was a loveless marriage. It wasn't love. There was no love there at all. Yes, I care about my ex-husband, but you know, that romantic love, that, that, that love that you just love somebody just for who they are. Um, I didn't have that. So um, I had to make that change. And, and then, of course, I had that fear of, oh, my goodness, what will this do to my children, right? So that, that fear of, oh, my God, I'm going to ruin their lives if I get divorced. Because, you know, you hear that all the time where, you know, children of a, of a broken home, their, their lives become shattered and destroyed. I didn't want that for my children because, you know, I, I, I really do love my kids. Um, so I had to face that fear, right? And then I, I, you know, I came to the conclusion that, you know, if it's right for me, it'll be right for them. And so I, I made the jump, you know. And so I tend to make big jumps in my life, but I don't encourage that with my clients. For my clients, I, t- I ask them to take tiny steps, baby steps, but I tend to jump. So that's, that's a bit of my story of how I started. Um <laughs> changing my life, you know, going from despair and darkness to choosing what was right for me without any, you know, help, support, guidance, guideposts, you know, like I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know what the future was going to be. I just knew that I had to make a shift and a change. Well, and it's very interesting because you bring up some some big points in your story there. And that is oftentimes we do tend to stay in something um, because we can't find anything wrong in it. And, you know, we're in a year where we're headed in where a lot of things are going to close off in people's lives. Um, and it doesn't have to be negative, but it's, it's a time of recognizing, okay, this has gone as far as it's supposed to go for me. And that, you know, it, it's time for it to make a shift and a change. And you talk about the fear. I mean, here you had all these physical resources. I mean, uh, and, and you you talk about making a big jump. Sure, you know, you jump from from you know government work <laughs> into the metaphysical world. Basically, that's a huge shift in there. Um, oh, and, absolutely. I mean, I mean, you know, people thought I was crazy. They're like, how can you give up a secure government job with a pension? for the unknown, to be self-employed, to be an entrepreneur where you have no idea what it's going to be like. And, you know, and again, the same thing, you know, I, I, you know, for myself, I was guided. I know I was guided by my angels and by my guides who were pushing me to get out of there because when I was going into work every day, 
I was not happy, right? I was not happy at all. You know, I used to get so many headaches and aches and pains all in my body. And it's just like, oh, my goodness, it was not good, right? And um, and it was just not fulfilling, you know? When I thought about staying there for the next 20 years, it's like, oh, my God, I just, I can't. I just can't do it. Um, so, you know, so I got to that point where it's like, do or die. You know, it's like, uh, do I stay or, you know? And uh, luckily for me, I, I received a silver handshake, you know, you know, and in the past people used to get golden handshakes. I got a silver handshake, but I was, <laughs> so that helped, you know, so that was, that was fortuitous, right? That was a gift. That was a blessing. But I cultivated that with the universe. I said that to the universe. I'm not leaving until I get a silver handshake. I'm not just going to leave. I want something in return. So <laughs> to the demanding and, and timing, perfect divine timing, right? Yes, and and um, so so yeah. I think that sometimes we do need to to bring those things forward, especially when we're coming from fear. There's nothing wrong with asking the universe, "Hey, this is what I need to make this step." You know, it's communicating with that that spiritual realm, saying, "I need this right now." You know, to to make this transition for me. Um, and and a lot of us, when we do start to to jump onto our path, and we whether we're going into coaching or whether we're honoring gifts as music or whatever it is that we're doing, uh, there can be a fear of saying, "Hey, nobody else is on board with me," <laughs> whether it's family or friends, and 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 that that fear piece that comes up. It's interesting because fear is one of those words that codes to strange accidents. And oftentimes when people are coming from that fear, these strange things start happening and they feel like they're being blocked in the process Mm -hmm. instead of having the doors open for them. And they keep thinking, well, if this is my path, why aren't the doors just flying open with golden roads to walk down Mm -hmm. along the way? That's a a great point. and I just want to I just want to address that a little bit too because yeah I mean I say that I had a lot of fear but I don't think I really had a lot of fear because once I made my choice once I made my decision uh, of what I was going to do then then I had that faith and trust in the universe that it would all work out right so that that fear went out the window once I made that choice and de- and decision um, but also. It, it wasn't a, a mental game that I was playing, right? It was, I wasn't asking my mind, how do I do this? What do I do now? It was, it was going to my heart. I was following my heart and what my heart wanted, what my soul wanted. And that's the secret, I think, you know. And that's what people, myself sometimes included, um, we fall short or we fail, you know, quotation marks, is because we're following our head and not our heart. And when you're following your heart, it's going to feel expansive. It's going to feel like it's your soul talking to you. It's your soul speaking to you about what it wants for you, what you had chosen to experience before you came. Because, you know, according to some philosophies, <laughs> we choose before we come here uh, what we're going to experience, right? So we have a certain path, you know, um, that we'd like to follow, you know. And so when we are in alignment with that, yes, it does just happen magically because we're in alignment. And so all the, you know, so it's about being in that state of wonder, being in that state of adventure. And that's how I look at life now is it's an adventure. And what do I want to experience? How do I want to experience it? And how do I want to express myself? So 
I think fear is just not part of my vocabulary anymore. Fear is a is a mindset, right? And so when that mindset pattern comes up, I just look at it and say, okay, thank you for showing up. Thank you for showing me where I still have a little bit of work to do and where I need to go to my heart and trust that guidance instead. So thank you, and I'm going to my heart, and I'm going to ask questions there and choose from there. And that's interesting that you brought that up because that really ties in with what we're talking about here today in the sense that the fear, you know, we we have that choice of letting it overcome us, which if we're operating from our mind, it, it does have a tendency to do that at times. But if we are choosing to be in that heart space, the fear transforms. And I, I find that myself, when those little pieces come up, that it's, it's showing me my vulnerable spots. It's showing me the spots that maybe I'm not feeling 100% secure. And like, like you, what I do is, is, is go to that space and go, okay, what are you showing me? And mm-hmm. then move to the heart. So you bringing in a really big piece tied into this vulnerability aspect of going to your heart. And that's the first step, I would say, maybe, when we're feeling vulnerable. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. You know, when you're feeling vulnerable, and we do feel vulnerable all the time, it's about, you know, looking at that vulnerability and saying, okay, thank you for showing that to me. I love you. Because there's a piece of ourselves in that moment that is feeling vulnerable, feeling scared, feeling separate, right? And so when we are connecting to our heart space, we are, that separation no longer occurs, right? If we're, if we're feeling it completely, um, being immersed in that connection, that separation no longer exists. So when we're in our mind, that's where the separation is. When we're feeling vulnerable, it's because we're feeling separate. And so the way to feel connected is by going to the heart space and truly loving yourself. And so self-love is a huge piece. And I know for myself, the past couple of years, I've done a lot of work on the self-love piece. And I, I, thought, I thought I was okay. I thought I love myself. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Intellectually, <laughs> mentally. But when you go down to the deep core part of who I am, there was uh, some areas where I wasn't loving myself, right? Where I was judging myself, where I was feeling vulnerable. Um, and so I did a lot of work you know, on myself, you know, with myself and with other healers to heal that, you know, and that is so, so important because if you have that deep sense of self-love for yourself, uh, there is nothing that can stop you from doing anything um, in this world. There are absolutely nothing because once you know that you love yourself, that's all there really is. You know, then you can do anything. There's no more limitations. There's no more limited beliefs. There's no more old patterns and paradigms that are going to come up. And if they do, you'll see them right away. And you'll say, thank you. Okay, I'll I'll shed some light on that. And I'll I'll spread some love towards that. And, you know, that'll transform. So it really does come down to self-love, self-worth, trusting the universe, having that deep connection with the universe. And the universe, you know, if you get down to it, really is you, right? So... It's having that connection with yourself. That's a beautiful piece because so many times in our society we have been programmed that vulner- to be vulnerable is a scary place. That's the place that mm-hmm. people are trying to deceive you and attack you and, you know, and that's the energy pattern that's there. But 
what I'm hearing you say is this vulnerability is a, a strong place that we can become empowered. It's a way or an opportunity for us to get to, to self-love. And yeah. through that, then we can we can become more open and loving into the world. Oh, absolutely. And I was like that myself, you know, I'll be honest. I was, you know, did not want to ever be vulnerable or to show that I was vulnerable to anybody because I thought that was a weakness. <laughs> so, so it took me a little while to do some work on myself around that piece and realizing that, you know, every time that vulnerability comes up or any time any fear comes up or any doubts come up, it's showing me areas for me to heal and love. Um, and then that makes me even stronger. That makes me more empowered. Um, and then I can be of greater service to myself and to the universe and, um, and, and to my community because we've all been there, right? We, we, we all know what it's like to feel vulnerable, but the strength is in that vulnerability because in that vulnerability, you can transform. You can transform it into the, the, the love and power and truth that you are. I, I love that you – I just love your approach to this <laughs> because it makes it so much easier for people to embrace this process. Um, I think before we really endeavor on any project, uh, entrepreneurial aspect, whether – even if it's, you know, whether it's going to work for somebody, whether it's doing our own thing, whatever it is, there's a space of vulnerability that's going to come up for us. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, whether we're venturing out into our own coaching project, whether we're starting a new job at a company, um, whether we are connecting with friends or family we haven't seen in a long time, whatever the situation is in life, vulnerability is one of the first steps. So to realize that it's a friend as opposed to a foe, uh, to realize that it's just there to show us something. It's just there to give us more insight, more information to work with is a beautiful way to look at it. Yeah, it's it's our ally, right? It, it's showing us where we still need to do some work, right? Or, you know, work is not really the right word. I hate the word work, I'll be honest. I don't like it at all. So, But it's, it's, it's showing us where we can, you know, honestly, just be aware of it, you know, be present with it, acknowledge it. And and that's the thing. It's about um, not always putting our head in the sand. It's actually looking at what's there. And as you look at it, it will change, right? That's the um, Heisenberg principle. As you look at something, it changes. So as you are right. looking at your vulnerability, it no longer has the same charge at all, right? So you are you are already shifting by looking at it. And so once once it opens this door and it says, okay, Shafali, or okay, Jesse, or whoever else, <laughs> here's where I need you to focus your energy. I, I like to say mm-hmm. focus your energy <laughs> as opposed to I'm not big into the term work either because that sounds hard mm-hmm. and heavy. <laughs> it does, but exactly. Here's, here's, here's where I need you to focus your energy. So where does somebody go with that? Like you say, you, you start to realize, okay, just in facing it, you've made a shift. And that's a great point in and of itself because if we bring that consciousness into, oh, wow, I've already shifted it, um, that, mm-hmm. that puts us well on our way. But how do we then, what's the next step? Where, 
where do we go from there? Okay, so like today, for example, I was I did a New Year's message and transmission that I posted on on um, YouTube and Facebook and my blog and all that wonderful stuff, right? So I put it out there, and I was vulnerable. He's like, ah, oh, I hope it's good. Ah, oh, I hope I didn't make too many mistakes. Oh my goodness, I hope people watch it. I hope people understand it. I hope people get it, right? So that vulnerability was coming up, and it's like, so I looked at it, and it's like, okay. Everything that's coming in the way of me really appreciating and loving that whole process, I'm going to let all of that go now. And just that conscious act of letting it go is going to help you shift it as well, right? So consciously saying everything that is not allowing me to really receive what that video really was for me, that, that contribution that it is for me and to others, I am letting all of that go. Right. So all that resistance that was coming up, I'm, you know what? I'm letting it go. So it, it really is about seeing it and then letting it go. And it sounds simple. I know, <laughs> I know. It sounds really simple. Um, but it's about going within to your heart space and saying, you know what? What is more important to me? Right. So what's important to me is getting the message out there to help other people. So you know, it's it's your why. It's your big why. Right. So what is important to you? What is your motivation? So for me, the motivation was how can I be a contribution to more and more people, right? And so for, because of that, it doesn't matter if I made any mistakes. Who cares? Let it go. Because, you know, what it's done is it's given people a chance to connect. It's given the people a chance to hear my message. It's given the people a chance to feel the energies that I was bringing in during the the video, right? And so that is um, greater then my fear, then my resistance, then all of those other things that were popping up, then the vulnerability that was popping up. The vulnerability is just, again, fear, right? Fear of rejection, fear of not being understood, fear of my own power, fear of my own success, fear of, and, you know, you can go on and on and on. But it's about, okay, I see it, I feel it, and you know what? I'm loving myself anyways. I love myself anyways, and I'm letting all of that other energy go. And that's it. <laughs> Sounds so simple. And, and even sharing all of this um, is a certain amount of vulnerability, and I think it's great for people to realize that even people like yourself, like myself, who have been doing work for quite a while and, and bringing this work out still run into some of these things. And when we're willing to be vulnerable, there's connection that happens in that space because somebody else, comes in and goes, wow, this person, you know, opened a door. They were willing to put themselves out there. And that's going to bring us to to the next piece that I would like to get into, which deals with authenticity. And, yeah. you know, it, it opens a, a line of communication in a way. And I'm really glad you were willing to share that. And I hope people will go over to your Facebook page and check that out because, the, the video that you're talking about, or just to fill people in a little bit, has to do with bringing out um, a spiritual name that was given to Shafali. And mm-hmm. um, this is something that, you know, oftentimes we have dilemmas, you know, before we hit this space of vulnerability. Should I bring this out? Should I not bring this out? How is it going to be? But when you created that video, you came from such a real, authentic Place. It wasn't like, um, um, you know, um, rehearsed well, totally. No. 
scripted place. You know, you're coming from yourself, and I think that that's one of the big things. So that leads us into authenticity, and I'm going to let you run with that term and and share what that's about a little bit. Mm, Absolutely. So authenticity, for me, it's about just being honest and true, right? So being honest with yourself. Um, it's not necessarily about being honest with the rest of the world, but, you know, if you're honest with yourself, there's no reason for you not to be honest with everybody else, right? And so for myself, it's about being honest in who I am and what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, and what I'm expressing, and that it's okay, right? So however I'm expressing myself, however I'm being, it's me. I am, this is it, right? So I, as you know, and a lot of my listeners on my other shows and uh, venues know there's not a fake bone in my body right I mean I do not know how to be fake (laughs) I do not have a persona per se what you see is what you get right and so being vulnerable and being authentic is about being true to who you are and that's that's what that's what I'm all about it's like be true to who you are whatever that means there's no judgment right so as I on on my shows um, it's a judgment-free zone you know if something comes up that's fine. I love you. Anyways, if something else comes up, I love you. Anyways, if you have a criticism or something about me, that's okay. I love you anyways, because I know that if you're feeling something, it's valid for you. So when I'm feeling something, it's valid for me right now. Um, it might change in the next instance for sure. But in every moment I'm being myself, whatever that means, right? Being true to who I am and being myself. I'm not, I don't know how to fake it. So um, being authentic means, you know, if you're having a tough day, have that tough day. If you're if you're feeling really fantastic and great, feel fantastic and great and love it and love yourself through all of it. That's the part that we miss, the, the loving ourselves through everything. We judge ourselves so harshly, oh, my goodness, so much and so often. I'm guilty of that for the longest time. I was judging myself for a long time, 25 years for in, in some instances, persecuting myself punishing myself for years and you know like I said I've done a lot of work on myself and so now it's like I'm okay with who I am I like I like who I am I'm quirky I'm weird but you know what that's me and I am totally fine with who I am and what I am and how I express myself and what I do um I love myself Right? How many people can say that about themselves? How many people can say I love myself? You know, one of the one of the you know one of the things we didn't talk about yet really was um, I got married last year, uh, and <laughs> it's not last year anymore. The year before, so 2014, right? In October 2014, and it's to a man that oh my God, I just absolutely love him, and he loves me, and we are able to be exactly as we are without any judgment he doesn't he doesn't want me to be anything other than I am right so um so we appreciate each other as we are we acknowledge each other as we are you know and it's like the most beautiful freedom that there is you know when you're able to be yourself with another person without any judgment without any expectations you know and that's how I am you know with myself it's like this is who I am <laughs> some days great other days uh not so much you know but it's like it's okay I still love myself and that's just, that's what I want to share with everyone it's like just be who you are you know 
don't try to be everything to everybody else. Don't try to be Oprah. Don't try to be Donald Trump. Who would want to be Donald Trump? But I'm just saying, don't try to be Bill Gates. Just be you. You are special as you are. You are authentic. You're real. You're one of a kind. Just be yourself and, you know, appreciate yourself. You know, love yourself. Be grateful for who you are. Um, you have no idea how many people's lives you touch every day. You know, on, on Christmas, I always watch It's a Wonderful Life, and I watched it again, you know, this past Christmas. And it is still my, you know, I swear to God, it brings tears to my eyes every time as I'm talking about it right now. I love that movie because it just shows how many people's lives are touched by us just by being us. Not because we're, we're doing something or being something, but just by us living our lives, being us, so many people's lives are, are touched. So touch them authentically. Just be yourself. Be loving. Be kind. And in those moments when you want to be not so kind, that's okay. Be not so kind in that moment, but love yourself anyway. Don't judge. Just say, okay, I'm having a bad moment. I'm having a bad day. You know, this is just who I am right now. And love yourself anyways. Um, I think that's the biggest tip, being authentic, is being real and being true to yourself. You know, and, you know, I wasn't being authentic for the longest time. I was trying to be, like I said, the perfect mother, the perfect wife, the perfect daughter, everything. And I was I was listening to everybody else and what they wanted me to do and be, and I wasn't listening to myself. So try and listen to yourself. Ask yourself, what do I want? What do I really, really want for myself? Not from your head, but from your heart. And ask yourself, why did I come here? Why am I here? What did I come here to do? What did I come here to be? What did I come here to experience and express? Ask yourself and you'll get the answers. I I think that this is so huge because, you know, this world we're taught, you have to be this, you have to focus on that, you, you know, You've got to achieve that. You've got to make those accomplishments and so on and so forth, or else you don't fit in with society or you're not going to make it in the world. And, we're, you know, we're fed all this garbage, mm-hmm. for lack of better yep. terminology. But, uh, you know, when it really comes down to it, what we need more than anything in the world is for people to do their own peace because we need each and every person's peace and we need them to do their piece, not everybody else's piece. Um, and I, I think that that's the, the key. And as you say, it doesn't matter whether you're in the limelight or not in the limelight, because uh, you know, even before doing my show, even before authoring books, just by being me, I was changing lives. And I, I think that authenticity is such a great gauge for whether the situation or the people that are in our lives um, is the one for us. Uh, because I've learned along the way that it, it's it's only going to work out for me if I can be my own self in that situation mm-hmm. or around that person. If I have to put on pretenses, if I have to be something else, if I can't be who I am in the context of the day, then it's not going to be something that's going to end up lasting in my life. It's a great gauge whether that's relationships or jobs or work or anything. I agree. I And I, I've, I've seen that, experienced that in my life for sure, and so I, I can definitely validate that. And it's about, you know, 
not really caring, you know, whether you're doing something for the whole world or not, but are are you there for yourself, you know? And that's what um, we're also not taught, to be there for ourselves, you know, to do what's right for us. And so when I started making these choices and changes in my life that were right for me, you know, my whole family and all my friends were up in arms because I was going against everything that they stood for, all of their values, all of their beliefs. Um, you know, <laughs> I was really, I was really, the, I was a rebel, right? But I had to do what was right for me. And, you know, the thing is, I'm a mother as well, right? So I'm, I'm modeling for my children and I'm teaching them by my example, by how I'm living my life, what is important. And so, and they know now that what is important for, for them is doing what's right for them. And I've taught, I've, I've been teaching them this, not really knowing it with the teaching, because I always told them to, you know, when, whenever they wanted to make a decision of some sort, they would ask me, and I was saying, well, what do you want? You know, what feels right for you? You know, these are choices, you know, and, and every choice, there's different expectations, there's different outcomes, and it's good to know what they all are, but what feels right for you? What do you choose for yourself, right? And I said, don't think about what your grandparents want or your aunts and uncles or any, anybody else. What do you want? And, you know, most people are not, to ask themselves that, you know. So I'm going to ask you, Jesse. What do you want from 2016? <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> putting you on the spot, putting you on the spot, right? But it really makes you think. It's like because when you ask that question, it's like the whole world is your oyster. What do you want? You can have anything, but you have. It's a matter of choosing, right? It's a matter of choosing, and I always say that's the the one thing that we can't afford to give up is our choice um and for me i'm i'm going to i am choosing to make the shifts and the adjustments that will put me in greater divine alignment with my Mm -hmm. own self and my own aspects of what i'm sharing in the world and putting myself in locations and places and connecting with people that will allow for the greatest opportunities for that to happen. Um, You know, there's been so many times I could say so many things that I've learned that our choices, sometimes we need to get a little bit deeper on them because initially we could probably all say money or, you know, pay off some bills Mm -hmm. or these sorts of things. But what I realized, too, is that a lot of those things will be taken care of if I focus on this deeper piece that is in my heart um, in sharing my work and bringing this out. And so I, I think that's that's big. And when, when I look at the codes of being authentic, ties very strongly into what 2016 is all about. Um, and, and it's going to be a great year for bringing out our authentic stuff because it's about living by the lessons learned. It's living living from wisdom instead of just repeating the same old cycles that aren't working. And, you know, wisdom is a wonderful, wonderful word, right? And it's a wonderful quality. Um, When you're living from your wisdom, you know, it, it takes into account everything that you've learned, everything that you've experienced in every lifetime, right? And so... You know, 
I've been told I'm very wise. It's like, yeah, I've been very, I'm very wise because I've been through hell and back a couple of thousand times, right? So it's like, yep, I'm very wise. <laughs> but, you know, it's about, you know, yeah, being wise and then taking inspired action and using that wisdom from that wisdom, right? And so sometimes when, um, so let's say, for example, Jesse, I say that I would like to be in greater alignment as well with spirit, right? Being connected to spirit more and more and being in greater alignment. That's what I'm choosing. So there's different ways to choose that, right? I could sit in meditation, I could uh, journal, I could contemplate, you know, there are many different ways. And then on those days when I'm vegging out on Netflix, I'm choosing that as well, right? So on some days I'm choosing to have that greater spiritual alignment and other days I'm not choosing it. You see what I'm saying? Right. So sometimes, sometimes when we are, when we're saying we're choosing that, are you really choosing it? You know, are you really choosing that? Because your actions are going to speak louder than your thoughts, right? So, yeah, you're choosing it, but you're also, by your not choosing, choosing something else. So choice is um, a big word. It's being bandied around like crazy, you know, in the self-development human potential realm. But really it comes down to every moment of your day, you are consciously choosing something or unconsciously choosing something. So it's really important to look at, I mean, you know, let's face it, we're all, we're all human, right? So there are some days when, yeah, I just want to veg out on Netflix, you know? So in those moments, yeah. I'm choosing to veg out on Netflix instead of sitting down and meditating. Why? Right? It comes down to why. Why am I doing that? And so then you have to look at, okay, why am I choosing to veg out on Netflix when I could be choosing something else? Hmm. There's some resistance there. Okay, what is that resistance? What is that fear? What is this block that's coming up that is making me choose, you know, Netflix instead of something else? So looking at that and saying, oh, that's interesting. Okay, so I need to focus some energy on that instead, right? And say, okay, well, I still love myself, and I'm still going to watch Netflix for now just because, you know what, I just need some time. I just need a break. I just need whatever, right? So you can still choose yeah. to veg out on Netflix, but you know, let's be let's be honest about your choosing, right? And so, you know, that's that's a big word, choice. But I just want people to know that, yeah, you are choosing, but when you're consciously not choosing something, you're also choosing something else. So beware of what you are choosing at all times. It's, and so it all comes down to awareness, awareness of your thoughts, awareness of your feelings, awareness of your emotions, awareness of your actions. Um, instead of living life on automatic pilot. You know, instead, really co-creating and consciously choosing the life that you're creating. I'm I'm glad that you brought that up, and I'm one of those people that believe that, you know, we have this perception that you're only choosing spiritual connection if you're meditating, if you're doing certain things, and you know, you can find a spiritual connection through watching a movie on Netflix. That's my opinion. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, there may be something in that movie that triggers for you something that you're dealing with on your path as you say for, for the wonderful life there can be movies yeah. that trigger certain spiritual connections for us for example um, there's a lot of pieces to it and, and it comes down to like you said that awareness and that choice and there's nothing wrong with saying to yourself you know I'm choosing to do this right now because mm-hmm. what I'm feeling is I would just like a little break or a little rest and 
you know, it's, it's funny. I was having a conversation with our network producer earlier, and it was about a year ago I got this message. All these messages kept coming through to me going, you're stepping into your guru self. You're stepping into your guru self. And I'm like, oh, really? You know? And most people <laughs> would be like, oh, that's so exciting. You're going into your guru self, right? And and the perception of, you know, there's the pros and the cons of, of that term. Yep. And, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, but I don't, know if, I don't know if I see myself in the same way as some of that. And then what was really funny in our conversation is we were talking about the lifestyle I've been leading where I've been basically living out of my vehicle for the last year and a half because I've been traveling around the country and different things like that and, and really putting my work in motion. And I've gotten to a place where I'm very comfortable and very happy <laughs> in my vehicle. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's, he says, wow, you really reached the guru state. You're, you're just totally at peace with things. And, it's funny, the perception, and I think that's where we get hung up, and it comes back to your mm-hmm. concept of self-love, is that we have these perceptions. If you're a guru, you're meditating all the time. You're constantly in nature. You're this or that, and yes, those are all great things, but I think when you're really embracing some of these things, it comes into this authentic piece and this authenticity of you know, the greatest gurus you know, will play. They'll have that sense of play. They'll take the break. They can enjoy a movie. You know, they may not indulge in it all the time, but they can take it for the value that it's offering. That's the aspect sort of of being in the world but not of it to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. I, I agree, and that's the thing. It's like but I, I just want people to get the concept concept of non-judgment, right? So, yes, you're watching Netflix because you want to. You're choosing to. Please don't judge yourself for watching Netflix instead of meditating, right? That's the that's the piece I wanted people to get. It's like, yeah, I watch Netflix, but I'm not judging myself. It's like, yeah, sometimes I just need a break, you know? And because I'm in my head a lot, I'll be honest, <laughs> I'm in my head a lot. Sometimes sometimes I'm in the energy a lot as well too, right? So I need a break. I need to unwind. I need to just disconnect, right? from all the energy stuff as well. So it's like, yep, sometimes I'm just going to sit and watch, you know, a couple of episodes of something on Netflix and there's no judgment, right? And that's what I want people to understand that whatever choice you make or whatever choice you don't make, it's okay. Just don't judge yourself for it. Just move on to the next step, you know, and, and just keep moving forward. And it's all about moving forward, you know, incrementally, you know, one small step at a time, what feels right for you, what feels good for you. Don't compare yourself to other people because, you know, they're being who they are, right? And and you're being who you are. So as you are being yourself authentically, it doesn't matter what the rest of the world is doing, right? When you are in your heart, in your power, in your core, in in the self that you are, it doesn't matter what the rest of the world is doing. Really, it, you know, makes no difference. You be who you are. You do what you came to do. You do what feels right for you. Uh, and it, everything else will balance out, and it's all good. Well, and and that's that's a big piece that you're bringing in because so oftentimes we are brought up in this whole competition mentality of mm-hmm. you've got to be, you've got to have this. Your neighbors have that. You've got to have this. A big one that I see these days are people that are branching out onto their own path and. They've had a lot of judgment come at them, like, 
oh, my gosh, how can you leave family? How can you walk away from this? You have an obligation. You have a responsibility. The judgments <laughs> start flying in. And, you know, this, I've learned from it, in my journeys or experiences or whatever that when we give in to those judgments, we're oftentimes disconnecting from spirit or from divine. Um, <laughs> as long as we hold in that authenticity, whatever it is, whether it's watching Netflix or whatever it is, then we're staying connected. And, you know, that's a that's a great point, and I have a, an example of that that I'd like to share if possible. Um, Jesse, you know, I'm right now I'm in Vienna, Austria, right? And so my home base is in Canada. And um, when I was coming here for three months, that was my that is my plan. You know, a couple of weeks before I came, my whole family was all up in arms and calling me and yelling at me and screaming at me and judging me for uh, coming to Vienna for three months because I'm leaving my daughter behind. My daughter's 17, right? Um, but they're like, how can you leave her? What kind of mother are you? You're going to leave your daughter for three months. And, um, you know, so we had all these wonderful conversations. And um, I, I decided to come anyways, right? So I am here in Vienna for three months. My family is over it. But what's funny is that, you know, my daughter was totally fine. She's like, Mom, you have to go. I'm fine. I'm not like other 17-year-olds that they know. You know, I'll be okay. I said, I know, sweetie, you will. And, you know, if anything happens, I can be on the next plane home. You know, it's not a big deal, right? But as it turns out, <laughs> which is really funny, but it's, you know, it, it's, it's bringing up some in, interesting energy for me is that all those people that were yelling at me and judging me and were so worried about my daughter and that she was going to be alone, well, you know what? They haven't called her once. And it's like, hello, what happened to that concern and that caring? They haven't called her once. So they were just projecting their own fears, their own issues, their own limited beliefs and and, uh, past hurts onto her and the situation. You know, they... Like I said, the only one person that calls that calls her every day is her grandmother, um, her her father's mother, and it's like you know, I I, I just find it so mind boggling that my whole family was yelling and screaming at me for leaving my daughter, and they haven't called her once. It's like what is that all about? So no, I'm not going to listen to other people's judgments and fears and things like that. I'm going to do what's right for me and my family, right? And so that's that's a, that's a hard lesson, but it's something that I think more and more people need to hear and listen to that if something feels right for you in your heart, you know, in your heart, in your soul, follow that because that will be magical. That will be divine. I mean, I've had so many experiences that when I've done that, it has been better than I could have possibly imagined. You know, it's like, yeah, my life truly is magical, you know, because I'm choosing it as I'm going along. And, I'm so grateful that I, to myself, that I'm finally having the courage and strength to choose what is right for me instead of choosing what's right for the rest of the world. Um, you know, so it's it's just interesting to see how family, especially sometimes, will try and hold you back because they don't want you to suddenly up, you know, change up their lives, right? Change up their whole mentality because they're not ready for it. You know, so you know, maybe maybe. So <laughs> maybe I'm going to change their lives in some way, but that was not my intention. My intention was just to, 
see what, what was right for me and live the life that, that I desire, that I am creating for myself and um, being a model for my children and um, letting them know how important it is to live your life that's true for you, what's right for you. So my daughter went to Europe twice this, you know, in 2015. In 2016, she's going, she's coming to Europe again because it feels right for her, you know. So she could, you know, my family would say, well, how can you just go gallivanting around Europe for the summer, you know. It's like because she can, you know. So and it's a choice, you know. So nobody else in our family has done that, right? So that's why, you know, they're seeing us do these things for the first time and they don't know how to how to react. They don't know what to do. It's like we don't ask them for permission. <laughs> we don't. I don't even tell them what I'm doing until after the fact, you know, because it's like, I'm going to live my life. It's not based on them. You know, it's based on what feels right for me and what is right for me in this life and right now and choosing always um, what feels good, you know, and it's never at the expense of anybody else. Right. So that, you know, that's one caveat that what I choose to do is not at the expense of other people. It's not meant to hurt anybody, but uh, if they do get hurt in the process, that's not my thing, right? That's their thing. That, that's something they have to deal with. So that takes a lot of strength and courage, too, knowing that you may, you know, inadvertently hurt somebody, but, you know, you didn't have the intention to hurt anybody with your choices. And hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> well, and, and I think, too, the people that are creating those judgments, that are questioning those things, as you said, they're dealing with their own fears. You know, they're not afraid of you abandoning your daughter, they're afraid of being abandoned themselves. And they're using your daughter as the reason or the excuse. You know, what great experiences for your daughter to be exposed to other cultures, but they, your family might have fear of delving into other cultures or getting into things that they don't know. They don't have that same adventurous spirit in a way. So I think it's important for us to to filter out what is a, a reasonable concern, i.e., hey, you're headed into the Midwest in the middle of tornado season, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yep. versus, versus, hey, you're going to Europe. <laughs> you know? um, there's there's things for us to weigh out. And as you say, you know, sometimes people are going to get hurt in the process, and it, it can be hard to... Uh, do it. I know that in my own journey, when I had to make the decision to leave Southern Utah and start traveling full time because I knew I had to follow that and I had moved to Southern Utah to be closer to family and my mom was at a point she didn't have a lot of time left in her life. And I knew on one hand, it was going to be hard for her. It was going to be painful for her. And I did, like you, endure a lot of of judgments there. but on the other hand, she chose the situation that she was in, and her choices led to my choices, <laughs> so to mm-hmm. say. Um, and, you know, it, I didn't make the choices she wanted me to make. So um, I know that there was love involved in everything, and, um, you know, and, and certainly my stepping out of the situation and not choosing her choices. Um, there was still a lot of love in my stepping away. Uh, Although sometimes those people that feel hurt or seem to be hurt in the situation, I think oftentimes um, they're just having a hard time accepting the situation. They can't see the bigger picture. They can't see the love 
yeah. in your choices. Oh, absolutely. And that's the thing. It's like I'm still dealing with uh, a little bit of compassion issues because I'm, I'm still a little bit angry with my family, you know, that they, you know, acted that way, but I should be used to it because anytime I've done anything different to what they wanted, you know, they reacted. But it still hurts and it's still difficult because it feels like they're not supportive, right? So they're not supporting my decisions. Um, they're not supporting my choices, right? So when when they are rejecting my choices, right, obviously they're not supporting. And so that's, that's hard for me sometimes, right? And so I have come to the point where the support that I'm looking for is within. It's from the divine. It's from my guides and my angels. And um, they are always there. They're always supportive. And they're always with me and my husband and my children, right? So when, when it all comes down to it, What's really important for me is my husband, my children, and my connection with spirit. Um, that is the most important thing for me. And so if that all is good, then you know what? All the other stuff, it, it'll all work out. <laughs> and that's, that's my, my, it's my favorite phrase. And my husband laughs at me all the time because I say, don't worry, it'll all work out. Because if I, if I feel strongly enough about something in my heart, I know that it will all work out, and it, it always does, better than I could have imagined. So, you know, for me, the, the important thing is, yeah, these, this is my family in this lifetime. Uh, in the past lifetime, they were in my life for sure. You know, what roles they played, I don't know, and it doesn't matter. I don't, I don't even think about it. It doesn't matter, but in this lifetime, they're playing a role, right? And um, it doesn't mean that I have to listen to everything that they say, <laughs> Uh, I don't listen to them at all anymore, but, you know, I, I don't have to do what they say. I don't have to listen to what they say and what they want anymore. Um, I get to choose for myself. And, you know, it took me 40 odd years to do that, but they don't have that hold on me anymore. Right. Because I, I am secure in who I am. Right. I'm secure in myself. I'm secure in my connection with spirit um, and that source of strength. Uh, which once you have that and you experience that, you realize everything else, it really doesn't matter <laughs> as much. It's, it's so true. And I think that too often times when we have those kind of dynamics going on, um, the people that are making the judgments and things like that are, uh, they're coming from their knowledge base and they're coming mm-hmm. from, uh, you know, again, their their own fears and their own concepts in that. And, you know, when they feel like they've lost control over you, then they don't know what to do. It's like, oh, my gosh, I'm lost. <laughs> and I don't yeah. know how to deal with being lost. And I don't want to feel yeah. lost. So, you know, I think having that compassion that they're experiencing a lot of things that maybe we've already overcome or had to deal with and chose to deal with. And, um and they're not sure how to, and they're they're you know just they have a lot going on, and that's I think one of the things that have gotten me through among many other pieces. But you know, I I want to also bring this around too because you know one of the things people look at at the beginning of the year, Shafali, is abundance in their life, you know, um, being more successful and these types of things, and these pieces that we've been talking about really have a way of maybe leading into abundance. And I'm hoping that you can share a bit about what abundance really is and 
how these pieces of being vulnerable and authentic lead us to to stepping into abundance where we really can do this manifesting that um, so many people want to do. Sure. You know, for me, you know, abundance is really, it's not just about the money, but it's about everything in your life. So it's about the different experiences, the different relationships. Um, for Like, you know, for myself, I get to live in Europe and in Canada. I get to travel uh, many times a year to wherever I want. Um, you know, I do a lot of training. I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of um, teachers and mentors and you know, so I do have a huge support system. I'm so, I, you know, I'm lucky and blessed to have that, but that's abundance, right? And so when I'm, you know, um, going out into the city here in Vienna and looking at the beauty around me, that's abundance, right? And it's about having that gratitude for what you are experiencing and what you are seeing. That is being in a state of abundance. So for me, you know, what, one of the places that I always start and I always recommend this to everybody um, it's to start being grateful. It's to start a gratitude practice, you know, and because today's New Year's Day, it's a great day to start. And it's about, you know, acknowledging and recognizing the goodness and abundance you already have in your life right now. And as you, as you do that on a daily, daily basis, um, you will see that there will be more and more for you to acknowledge and be aware of and uh, be grateful for. Um, in your life, and that is the true abundance that you're searching for. And as you do that, your field will expand, your vibration will raise, and you'll start to receive more and more insights about what the next step is for you, right? So abundance really, what it does, or gratitude, what it does, it creates that space for you to feel more expansive, to feel connected to spirit, to source, to the abundance, to the universe. And then from that space, ask the universe, for what you want. And when I say ask the universe for what you want, I don't say ask for a million dollars to fall down out of the sky. That's not going to happen, right? So instead ask, okay, I, what do you want to experience? So if you want to experience a new house, for example, what in that house do you want to experience? What is that? Is that security? Is that safety? Like what is it about having that new house that you would like to experience? So, you know, that emotion, right? Um, and then see yourself in that space, feel yourself in that space. You know, it, it comes down to a little bit of law of attraction for sure, but it's about, you know, the, the universe doesn't see words, it sees pictures, right? It sees emotions, it, it sees feelings, and it will send to you more of that, right? So whatever you are in alignment with. So it all starts from being in your heart space. It starts with being connected to spirit, you know, um, I, I'm not a religious person per se, but I'm a spiritual person, meaning that I connect to my heart space. I feel the energy of spirit and source and creator and God, and I work with that relationship, right? Um, or I have that relationship with spirit and source on a regular basis, you know, to feel immersed in that energy. That is abundance, <laughs> you know? So it's, then it's about creating that relationship, creating that connection, creating that communication, um, with the divine so that you can say, well, this is what I want universe, you know? And um, if you're coming from that space of alignment, the universe has no choice but to bring it to you because you are the universe. You're asking it for yourself. You're asking it of yourself saying, this is what I desire. This is what I choose. Um, so that's how the abundance piece 
starts for me, but it, it, it really starts with asking, what is it that you want? What do you want to experience? What did you come here to do? So, for example, you know, um, I'm a coach, healer, entrepreneur, um, all that wonderful stuff, right? But it's like, okay, well, why am I doing all those things? You know, like, what is it that I really want? And so for me, it's about connection and joy. It brings me so much joy to be connecting with you, Jesse, and your community, right? It brings me so much joy to be connecting with my community on Awaken to Happiness Now. Um, that brings me so much joy because I know when I'm, when I'm talking to them, I'm telling them, I'm showing them that there's another way. Something else is possible for them. They don't have to struggle. They don't have to suffer. They don't have to be stuck. You know, something else is possible for them, and it all starts with that connection with spirit. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't plan this, right? Five years ago, I didn't plan to be in this space, in this, in this spot. I didn't plan to be a guru, and I, res- I resisted that for the longest time. You know, and um, but it's about how can I reach more people so that they can change their lives, so that they can be happier. That's what I want to do, right? So when I'm talking to the universe about that, it's going to give me uh, different insights, different messages, different things that I can do to start sending out that message, right, to sharing that message. And then from that, the abundance will just flow because I'm, you know, I've told the universe, well, universe, I, I want to live in Europe and I, I need to put money on the table, I mean, food on the table, I need to pay my rent, I need to do this, so, you know, help me out, right? So what can I do to do that? And so it's about having that communication and knowing that it will come to pass, right? Having that faith and knowing that you are supported by the universe. Hopefully that makes sense. I know I can talk for hours, right, Jesse? <laughs> We've had some long conversations. <laughs> this is really good. And what's exciting about this is because so many people, again, the, the perception has been on abundance of what's external and I know for myself when I when I went down to the vehicle and and it could be very easy to say look I don't have anything anymore but every every time I mean I'm always looking around I was like gosh I have more than I need here and it's only Mm -hmm. you know a four foot by six foot space basically and it's amazing um when we get down to it and we start to tap into that and and we start telling ourselves those aspects of, I really have more than I need here and I'm grateful that I have these things as resources. And if you're a person that you're, you're struggling, I think sometimes with, you know, what you have in the material world in that sense, then get maybe inward. That's one of my key yeah. things is to, to go inward and say, well, you know, I have an abundance of intelligence. I have an abundance of being resourceful. Um, I'm really grateful that I have a skill to um, to get creative along the way and to tap into what resources are in my area and things like that. So I think even starting to acknowledge some of those things will help us tap into it. As you say, the gratitude piece, and I'm glad you brought that in because the that's not something we oftentimes hear in regards to abundance, um, but seeing and that experiencing and the experience is huge. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, like I was, uh, I was walking outside the other day in our neighborhood here and I happened, you know, it's winter, right? And it's like, okay, it's cold, it's winter, but I see these flowers on the tree and it's like, how can there be 
flowers. I don't understand. And it was so beautiful. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so beautiful. I love it. You know, so I took pictures, of course. Right. But, you know, it, it, you can be grateful in the simplest little things like that. You know, it, you know, it's like I was grateful to see those flowers in December, end of December. It's like, that is so beautiful. The universe can be so beautiful. We were out on New Year's Eve last night. Um, and there were fireworks everywhere. I mean, like, and that was so beautiful. I was so grateful that I was here to see that. And we went to a concert and the music was so profound. I mean, this was a Beethoven symphony number nine. The music was so profound, but not just that, the conductor was so passionate. And luckily I was near the front where I could see him and you could see the ecstasy that he was experiencing through this music. And it's like, oh, my God, that is so beautiful. It brought tears to my eyes. It's bringing tears to my eyes again now as I'm talking about it. That, That is abundance. Like, oh, my God, that is, like, so profound and so beautiful. So, yes, that is, like, you know, yeah, I can say beautiful so many times. But you know what? That That is the beginning of feeling abundance. That is the beginning of feeling that connection within. So when you start to feel that within, when you start writing down your in your journal, you know, and, and really feel the abundance, uh, the gratitude, you know, from that space, that connection, you know, visualize yourself with seeing whatever it is you want to experience. And I always say experience. It's not about having. It's about experiencing. What do you want to experience that feels good, right? So see yourself experiencing that because as you're imagining, as you're visioning, you are creating. Because, you know, this time thing that we have going on, that's a mental construct, right? In the universe, in the divine, there's no such thing as time. There's no time, right? So if you have thought of it, if you've imagined it, it's already created, right? So then it's about bringing that creation to you now where you are now, right? So how can you do that? It's by continuing to raise your vibration, continuing to feel expansive, continuing to feel love for yourself. And the more you do that, the more you will attract whatever it is that you desire and, you, and you'll start to get those messages. And, you know, when I'm talking about messages, it's not going to be like a divine, loud, booming voice saying, Shafali, do this. I've never had that. No, this is about, <laughs> this is about little, little messages that you get. You know, like for me, usually I'm lying down and, you know, thoughts just come to me, you know, and it's like, you know, and it's like, oh, okay, I will do this. Or I might be, you know, looking at a book and suddenly I'll get, you know, one word and that book is the message that I need. Or somebody may say something to me or I'm watching something on TV, right, or on Netflix and there will be a message there for me. So being aware of messages that, that come to you from anywhere because the universe is always talking to you, always speaking to you. Your guides and your angels are always speaking to you. They want the best for you. They want you to be happy. They want you to be filled with joy and love and abundance. So they're always telling you what your soul wants to hear. But are you listening to your soul? Are you talking to your soul? Um, so that comes from being in that place of stillness, right? Being in that place of quiet. It doesn't have to be meditation. It could be walking, going for a walk, right? It could be while you're watching Netflix. Because, you know, sometimes when I'm vegging out, watching Netflix, I do get thoughts that come to me. It's like, oh, that's a great idea, right? And so um, it's about when your mind is actually quiet, you know, when you're not thinking, 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 having those same thoughts that you always have, when that's quiet, then you'll start to get those messages and insights that, you know, your soul is talking to you. Yes. And, you know, 
it is so, oh, <laughs> you've just got so much there. Um, I, I think experience is such a big piece, so I'm glad that you're tying that in and putting a big emphasis on that because sometimes our mind is just, it's limited in what it can see in order to get the experience that it's hoping for. And I think that oftentimes if we're, if we're not connecting whatever we are drawing to, as you say, it will stop, it will be, there's abundance everywhere. I mean, if mm-hmm. you, just, you can't look at the world and not see <laughs> abundance in a sense. Yeah. Um, because there is so much to work with, but it's, it does come back to these experiences. And I think oftentimes when we're striving after something, there's something in what we're striving for that connects us with our abundant self. And our abundant self is such a natural state of being, in my mind. Um, it's where you can be your real self. It's where there aren't limitations and restrictions. And, um, you know, oftentimes we think there are so many because of finances but we, or things like that. But in reality, it's not the case. I mean, in reality, we just haven't discovered the the path that, you know, takes us there. Um, mm-hmm. And, you and know, that. sometimes we have to create that path. Right, we yeah. have to sometimes create our own path, right? And so sometimes you may have a, a desire or a wish or a dream to do something, and then somewhere along the way you look back and you realize, why didn't that come to like? Why didn't that happen? Like, what happened there? I, I really wanted that so badly. Why didn't that happen? And so when you go back and look at it, you realize somewhere along the way you changed your mind. Somewhere along the way you gave up. Somewhere along the way, your energy was focused on something else. So, you know, when we were talking about choosing, again, right, uh, choice. So you say you would like to have more abundance, right? Well, are you choosing that on a regular, consistent basis, or are you choosing something else? So (laughs) not to sound harsh, but it's about um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) focusing your energy on that and not being distracted by other things. A lot of us have shiny object syndrome, right? Right. We can get easy, we can get easily distracted off of our path by other things. And then uh and then we realize afterwards like, oh, what happened there? Why like how did I end up here? I was I was over there a while ago. How did I end up here? Right? So it's about being persistent, taking action, persevering um, having the courage to follow through on what you truly, truly want. And what you truly, truly want is not going to be uh, the bag of money. It's not going to be the big house. What you truly want is going to be something a bit deeper. You know, so it's about qualities and values. You know, your core values, what they are, um, you need to go in within and ask yourself, what do I truly, truly want? And that want is not a physical possession. It's going to be a quality of some sort. So for me, it's about joy freedom, connection. That's what I want. Freedom to be myself. The joy, living my life the way I choose brings me joy, right? Doing simple things, uh, laughing every day, being with the love of my life, that brings me joy. You know, talking to my daughter every day, that brings me joy. Um, You know, being with my community, you know, and uh, sharing wisdom with them, sharing energy with them, sharing activations with them, that brings me joy. 
So what is it for you? What do you truly want? Yeah, and I think that I think bringing down that, and I ponder that off and on. Um, you know, like I would love to just be able to travel around and share my work and speak and present, and not have to worry about the money piece <laughs> of it. Mm-hmm. And I think our logical mind goes, "There's no way you can't do that." Yeah, <laughs> like you have to have the money piece. You have to be concerned about that. And yet when we're willing to go into your heart and say that this is what lights my heart up, this is where I feel alive, this is where I feel my passion, and this is where I feel connected, and and there's just so much joy that flows out of me when I do this, and turn it over and say, show me how to do it. Show me how to do this. Because I just can't see it at the moment. It doesn't mean I can't. I just can't see it. Exactly. So, you know, what I say is show me the next step. What What is the next step in my path? You know, show me that. Because sometimes we want to know the end result, you know, and so we're never going to get all of these steps, right? Because we can change our mind at any point. Um, right. So, so there, our life is not a straight line <laughs> at all, right? So it's like, <laughs> just show me the next step. Show me, And then take the next step when you get it, right? So universe is always showing you, but are you taking it? Are you seeing the messages? Are you seeing the guideposts, you know, uh, or signposts? Are you seeing them? Are you aware of them? So, you know, it's about listening and being aware and seeing those messages and then taking that inspired action Um, and then taking the next step and then taking the next step without, you know, the expectation or the the outcome, without knowing what the outcome is going to be. So it's about being in that state of wonder, being in that state of adventure, and having trust and faith that it will all work out. Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like saying, "Hey, I think I would like to go move to Vienna, you know, Austria, and <laughs> mm-hmm. yet you've never been there, and mm-hmm. so you need to first take that step of going there and seeing it and standing in that land before you really know whether that's the place you want to be in." or not, or yeah. how you're going to feel in that space. So taking those smaller steps along the way allow you to kind of get the checkpoints to say, is this still the direction I want to go, um, and and to realize you're not totally locked in. Now, Chipotle, Exactly. I mean, if, I did that last year, right? Yeah. I, I came to Vienna for a month just to see the energy, feel the energy, you know, because I didn't know. It was my first time. And so so I think being open to those steps and going, well, let's take this step and see how I feel. This is where I think I want to go right now. This is what's feeling good, but mm-hmm. you know, let me let me go and experience it a little bit. And I and the being still, if you, I think too, helps us to start to see the messages because sometimes we're too busy to get yeah. the messages. If we're not getting them, we're we're being too busy, and we need to just stop and be still in some way yeah. to to open that listening. Now, if somebody comes to you and goes, you know, I really like what you're saying here. I've been listening to you. Um, and, you know, I'd like to come work with you. Mm-hmm. What's, what's your process for working with somebody? So, you know, right now what I what I do with people, you know, I, I think on my website I have like a 30-minute special right now still that's on there. And so what I do with with people is like I, I work with them one on one. 
we have a, a small chat about what's going on. And then what I do is I, I bring in some activations to help clear blocks and limited beliefs and bring in some energy to help them move forward in their life, you know, and in whatever area they want. Um, so it really it is about, you know, re- removing or lifting those blocks, those, the old paradigms, the thinking, the thoughts, and creating new pathways, right? So creating, bringing in new energies, transitions to help them um, feel better, feel good, raise their vibration, and help them move forward. So it's a, it's a practical approach as well as an energetic approach because it all begins with energy. It all ends with energy. But because we are here on this 3D planet in the 3D reality, it is about taking action as well, right? So there's always tools to help you move forward as well as the energetic piece. Yeah. And I, and I think that's a big thing, and you've, you've definitely developed some really great resources and really great tools along the way for people to work with. And I, I think the, that deactivation is, is an important thing. You know, it's like cleaning up the closet before you step something else in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, and it's about, you know, you know, creating that connection with spirit. You know, I have several meditations, guided processes, on my website, I have several um, activations to, uh, you know, bring in frequencies to help you align your chakras um, and uh, and activate them so that you can be more of who you truly are and move forward. Because sometimes we're just a little bit stuck, right? Exactly. And, you know, being willing to receive from somebody like yourself uh it is a huge thing along the way because even as light workers or people that are well along their way, whether you're just starting out or whether you're well along your way, one of the big keys is being willing to receive. And mm-hmm. uh, to receive the meditations, to receive the activations and let somebody like yourself come in and take you through that, I think is important. That's that experience. <laughs> you got to give yourself the experience. You know, you don't leave exactly. at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I have coaches that I go to. I have healers that I go to because sometimes I can't do it myself either. You know, I get stuck in my own stuff. So I was like, ah, right. So I have coaches and healers that I go to to help me get stuck, get unstuck as well. But it's about you know, it's a, making that choice that you know what, no matter what, I'm going to move forward. No matter what, I'm going to get unstuck. I'm going to do whatever it takes this time to really live the life of my choosing, to create the life that I desire. And, you know, when I made my drastic choices in my life, I got to that point was no matter what, whatever it takes, I'm doing this. This is what I'm choosing. I'm doing this no matter what, whatever it takes. You know, so it was a lot of inner um, power, strength, um, and inspired action. I, I took action as well as saying, yes, this is what I'm doing no matter what. And, um, you know, I, I, <laughs> I do have a, a strong willpower for sure. That's for sure. But the energy piece is, is the, it's the bigger piece for me. You know, it is about being connected to spirit and I'm fortunate that I am connected to spirit. I work with the divine on a regular basis, you know, um, you know, regular basis, meaning like all the time, you know, cause I'm always connected, but it's, uh, it's so beautiful and so profound that when you when you can feel that connection, when you can be in that presence, in that state, you really realize that all that other stuff 
the, all the angst, all the lack and scarcity, it really doesn't exist. Um, but you have to experience that. So for sure. So I, I, I really strongly um, advocate uh, the gratitude piece because it helps you get connected to spirit, uh, to who you truly are. You know, I work with angels and the ascended masters. I work with uh, angel cards. I work just with frequencies and qualities that I bring in. And I, I work with activations to help people um, loosen those blocks and clear those beliefs that are no longer serving them. That's really beautiful. And um, also you have something that I want to make sure we get in here a little bit uh, that you do that's a great project and everything, and that is the Awaken to Happiness Now Um piece that you're doing. Do you want to share a little bit about that and how people can um, connect into that? And... Oh, absolutely. So um, I'm, I'm fortunate <laughs> that, that I created this, you know, a couple of years ago now, but it's the Awaken to Happiness Now Global Telesummit. And you can find out more information and sign up at awakentohappinessnow.com. And it really, you know, I, I bring um, 30, 40 speakers on my show each season, and we talk about energy, we talk about blocks, we talk about activations, you know, we talk about this season is going to be, you know, get unstuck and become unstoppable in 2016, but we do activations on the show, you know, we, we work with energy on the show, and it's so profound, so powerful, so transformative, um, because even in these shows, I never know what's going to happen, I never know what's going to come up, I'm always learning, and um, the energy is so high, so I, I really um, highly recommend you sign up for season nine, which is starting January 12th. Jesse is one of my guest speakers this season, so I'm, I'm anxious and excited to to talk with Jesse on my show. Um, but it's, it's a lot of fun, and so many people are benefiting. Thousands of thousands of people across the world are benefiting from these. Shows, it's like I'm, I'm like amazed. You know, I, I get emails all the time and, and comments and feedback from my community, and I'm like, wow, I had no idea that I was going to be touching so many lives and helping to transform um, people's realities. I did not know that when I first started. So I'm just so grateful and so blessed uh, to be able to do this. So thank you for sharing that, Jesse. Well, I think it's a great opportunity for people to take advantage of, and I know that they can um, get to your Awaken to Happiness page through your website, shafaliburns.com. Yep. Um, and it's I, totally free. Yeah, I was going I should mention that. It is free to listen to. All the replays are up all season long. I don't just do them for 48 hours. Uh, they're up the whole season, so you can listen over and over again as many times as you want. Um because uh, I think that's such a benefit to people. Definitely, because that doesn't always happen with some of the tele-seminars. And, of course, um, Lorraine Cohen is going to be a part of that, which mm-hmm. uh, she has been on this show in the past, so, so people are a little bit familiar with her. And um, um, I know you've got some bigger names, at least have in the past or have. I can't remember the season, Moss Sajati is going to be on mm-hmm. there um, or has been. And uh, Kim, I think Kimberly McGeorge, things like that. So there's, you know, you yeah. bring in a blend. It's, um, 
of people in there that are doing some really incredible, as you say, high-energy work, um, highly evolved work, and I think it's going to be a great thing for those people who are looking to, to bust out those blocks and the barriers to listen in and, and um, see what you're doing there because you've, you've got oh. a great wealth and abundance of people there that are Absolutely. offering up some incredible insights. And, you know, we always have, um, we always offer a happiness kit as well. So when you sign up to get access to the calls, you also receive the happiness kit, which is a uh, selection of free gifts and bonuses from the speakers. So um, I don't know what all all is in the happiness kit coming up for season nine, but (laughs) they're always wonderful uh, meditations and activations uh, that the speakers provide for us. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that, too. Definitely, and it's it's uh, a way for people to get some great deals and to try out some work. I think um, in some very affordable ways on on your what you've put together there. So, you know, Shafali, it has been such a blessing to have you on the show and having you share your work and what you're doing. Um, are there any final thoughts that you'd like to? Sh- you know, have everybody take away and, and share again how they can connect with you, the best way to reach you. Sure. I just want to share briefly, um, you know, earlier today when I was doing the video for my, my New Year's message, you know, I asked Spirit what uh, what you would like to know today, right? So i just like to share that quickly, um, what Spirit wants you to know. So Spirit would like you to know that you are loved, you are supported, you are precious, you are divine, and you are a creator. So create from a place of love and service, love for you and the world, in service to you and the world. Experience more joy, joy of being, joy of presence, joy of connection. And connect to spirit and know the joy of who you are. Experience the freedom to be, to be you, to be divinity expressed through your humanity. So that was the message from Spirit for today. I'd like, uh, I wanted to share that with everyone. And, you know, again, you know, feel free to go to uh, com. There is a free MP3 that you can download right away, um, and you will love that. <laughs> it, it will help to expand your field and um, upgrade you quickly. So you can listen to that uh, right away. And just, just check out what else is there and look at awakentohappinessnow.com, which is my telesummit. And I also have a weekly radio show on Own Times Radio called Shifting with Shafali. So you can also check that out as well. So thank you. Perfect. Well, again, you know, it's just been such a gift and and so wonderful to have you here starting off the new year with these great insights and these great messages. And um, and just thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much, Jeffy. It's been such a pleasure to to be here with you and talk with you and share with your community. And, um, yeah, I just have to say, you guys, Jeffy is absolutely beautiful, gorgeous. I mean, she's such a kind heart uh, and so wise, you know, so please, if you get, if you do get a chance to do any work with Jesse, please do, because I'm working with Jesse myself. So I know there's so much information and wisdom that's coming through Jesse all the time. So thank you, Jesse. Well, thank you for that little plug. (laughs) And 
and it is a, that's such a great example of how we all interact with each other and we all share with each other and and uh, it doesn't matter where you are on your path uh, it's important to take advantage of the resources there and the people that you connect with and that is a big thing when you find that connection with somebody and next week what I'm going to be doing is going to be a great example of some of the things that I'm going to be delving into this year because I'm going to be tackling some of the really big topics that are hitting us on global levels. And um, I'm going to be doing my own show on the codes of red flag and false flag operations. And what are those all about? Um, you know, what are they doing to us? What are they, the intents behind them? And how to deal with it. And the thing is not for us to focus on the negative things, so to say, that's happening in the world, but to look at the truth of what's behind them and that way then to open ourselves up to compassionate approaches on how to deal with these situations and become aware because it's, uh, you know, it's those aspects that, uh, you know, if you're not aware somebody's deceiving you, how can you make the adjustments <laughs> to not be deceived anymore uh, type of thing. Um, I'm not uh, going to be doing attacking of anybody on my show. I want to make that known, but I will be addressing these issues and opening up to the insights of what this is all about and what we can do um, right down to our individual self, no matter who we are in these situations. So we're going to be looking at that codes again. It'll be on the red flag and false flag operations that are going on. And I'm bringing that up because anybody that listened to uh, my show last week on uh, 2016 and what we're in store for knows that we're going to have a whole lot of those going on this year. And we definitely want to pay attention to what, what's really happening with that. Uh, my books have been released. They're out there. Embraced by the Divine is out there uh, on Kindle. Check it out. Embracedbythedivine.com um, is where you can access that book. I've put out monthly videos. I, I just did uh, my last one within the last week here, so there's a reasonably new one out right now. Um, I've been doing a lot of posts on some of the codes, so you can also follow my codes. I've got a, a special page on Facebook just for the codes. But uh, all of my work, monthly specials, all of those things, archived shows here are all on my website, jessianniclesgeorge1.com, and uh, that's where you can access everything very easily, learn more about what I'm doing. Uh, also, the um, January special deal is um, if you sign up and participate in the full day or full weekend aspect of the event that I have going on January 30th, which will be here in the Sioux Falls, South Dakota area, you will receive a free code interpretation of your energy flow with the days of 2016, um, which can be useful. That just kind of shows us, you know, where our power days are, so to say, and the days that we need to just kind of let go and let things be and rest and all of that. So uh, that can be very useful, and I look forward to those people that will be participating in that weekend. It's a very kind of in-depth way to, to release and embrace and do all kinds of great work during that weekend. Um, I, Like I said, I'm in the process of brainstorming how I'm going to do my events for 2016 right now, and I'll be bringing that out. You can watch, uh, watch for those events coming up, again, through my website, Jesse Ann Nichols George number1.com. And don't forget, we've got several shows here on Main Street Universe throughout the week. Uh, we've got uh, Janice, who's been starting to do some of her own work, 
in there, and that's, that's an exciting show that she's starting to bring forward. Of course, we have our flagship show on Wednesday nights. We have Darren Dupere who pops in and out uh, and does his insights. Uh, he's not just a reader at Madame Laveau in New Orleans, but he also brings his own concepts and his own insights and awarenesses to different things in the metaphysical world. Um, we have Susan Wheat, who has been uh, coming on. I think she's in a little bit of a break the last few weeks, but she shares her work in herbs and natural plants. Absolutely wonderful half-hour show that she puts together on there. Of course, Kevin Baird pops his head in and out every now and then with his new companion work, which has been taking off. So we have a lot of interesting people. We have some other people that we're going to be bringing on for uh, that will be doing shows once a month here on the network. So lots of exciting things happening that you're going to want to stay tuned for and, and see what's happening. You can connect also with Main Street Universe through uh, Facebook as well. We've got a page there if you'd like to do that. This is Jesse Ann Nichols-George, and I want to thank you so much for being here today. And thanks to all of our listeners, not only on Block Talk Radio, but those that have been streaming live on 10, known as Karen Tanner's Network, StreamFinder, and Talk Stream Live, and those that are catching our podcast at iTunes, TuneIn.com, and those catching the YouTube version of the show. I do look forward to seeing you back here next week as we delve more into Code Connection. Don't forget, if you've enjoyed the show today, share it with others. It's going to be available at the very same link in our archive. And I'm going to leave you with the song called Over and Over, also known as Yearning For by Shemshai. And Shemshai, they've been putting up some new music lately, so you might want to check them out as well. You can do so through their website, www.shemshai.com. That's S-H-I-M-S-H-A-I.com. Thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you again next week right here on Code Connection. May you enjoy the rest of your weekend and have a truly amazing week. And if I could see what makes me blind I would soar to the edge of my mind And to touch what seems unreal Just to show you the way that I feel we are in time with time One with season of change inside And we are in tune with the tune Caught in a balance of sun and moon Oh, deep inside The light within Shining Show you it's here to begin When all I have is all I need I will soar to the edge of eternity And we see in eye to eye One within love to be for the divine And we're walking hand in hand God in the balance of God and Love is still burning 